You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. God is faithful to provide for everything that we need. How are we to respond with this truth? Discover God's faithfulness to us in this audio message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. We're starting a brand new series, and this is entitled, It's Not About the Money. In fact, my wife was asking me, what's the title of that series? The Money That Nobody Wants? Or something? No, no, because that's the last series, okay? But this is the new series. It's, na, eh, no? it's not about the money, okay? But how many of you know that we need money? But it's not about the money, right? But we need money, right? But it's still not about the money. And so we want to talk about this for the next three weeks. And we're looking at what God's Word says about finances. I know that we think about money, uh, you know, when, when, uh, when we go to work, we, we're, we're, we have to pay some bills. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just uh, prayed a while ago for the relief operation. How many of you know that this requires money? Okay, uh, in fact, just the rehabilitation of that city may require billions of pesos to be able to put them again uh, to back to normal operation. And so money is needed, but money is not an end in itself. Okay, and we need to understand that even uh, the world has its own definition or mindset about money. In fact, our... Our nation right now is going through not just a, a crisis in the area of natural disasters, but even in our, in our government. You know, in fact, this Senate inquiry that's happening right now, it, it's about money, right? It's about PDAF. And, you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, who's the mastermind and who did what. So, you know, we, we deal with money every day. And... You know, somebody once said that money is dangerous. How many of you know and agree that money is dangerous? If you don't know how to handle money. But how many of you still like to have some money, even if it's dangerous? Ay, ganda ng Sino sa mga nag-bonus na? Mayroon na ba mga nag-13 man pay? Wala pa? Pray tayo kay Lord ngayon, ha? Para marilis na yan next week, Okay. Money is dangerous and yet we don't mind using it, right? How many of you know that cars are dangerous? But how many of you still ride cars? How many of you know that planes are dangerous? How many of you will still ride a plane? Because it doesn't mean that if it's dangerous that you will not use that thing anymore. Because money is just a tool and I hope that we can glean from the Word of God the proper use of finances and I believe that money is not an end in itself. Money has a purpose. The reason why God wants to bless us, and how many of you are expecting a blessing from the Lord? Can you please raise your hand? Lord, kuna mo na litrato yung mga nagtas na kamay. Bigyan mo sila ng special blessing ngayon. Okay? And, and so, we're expecting to be blessed, right? But guess what? When God blesses us, it's not just so that we can drive a nice car or go to a nice vacation or maybe buy a new house. That blessing has a purpose. God wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing to other people. Amen. And that's the purpose of finances. It's not just so that you can go and retire rich and just don't care about people around you. You know, somebody once said, uh, you know, we have two hands, right? The left and the right. Hold them up. So, hindi yun sinabi niya, okay? But we have two hands. 
one hand to receive, one hand to give. As the money goes through, there'll be plenty for you. And how many of you know that that is true in the kingdom of God? It doesn't make sense in the world. How can we have more if we always give out? It doesn't make sense. You know, I, I took up accountancy in that uh, university along Taft Avenue. You know, that, yeah. I'm not going to mention the name anymore. But anyway, so I, I went to college and I, I studied accountancy. And I am a CPA by profession. You know what CPA means, right? Chicken, pork, adobo. But anyway, so, um, so I am a CPA. And, you know, I, I, when I, you know, just reviewing what I've learned in college, they never taught me the proper use of finances. They taught us how to balance books, how to go and, you know, do a balance sheet for, the, for, you know, for companies, whether sole proprietorship, partnership, or corporation, but never about the biblical way of handling money. And, you know, some of you, when I mentioned accounting, you're having some nightmares right now. You know, don't worry, we're not going to talk about balance sheet or assets or liabilities or capital, but, you know, somehow we need to go back to Scripture because I believe that, we, you know, the Bible is where we can actually learn the proper use of finances. Amen. In fact, you know, Jesus, the parables of Christ, about two-thirds of the parables of Christ deal with money and possessions. That's how important it is. And so we're going to be looking to today, okay, uh, and starting today and in the next uh, three weeks, how we can glorify God and honor God in the area of finances. That God can actually bless His people. That God can provide for all our needs and at the same time be a blessing. How many of you would like to have a life like that? A life of significance, a life of blessing, but at the same time becoming a blessing to others. So I'd like to invite everyone to stand with me. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. Matthew 7, 7, 11. Okay, very simple to remember. Okay? Let's begin from verse 7. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for a bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Okay, verse 11. If you then, though you are evil, look at the person beside you. Don't say anything, okay? Just look at that person, okay? <laughs> if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you so much for our time this afternoon. We ask, Lord God, that you would open our hearts and open our spiritual eyes to see what you want to uh, show us, Lord God, in your scripture, how to handle your wealth. We thank you that you are a covenant-keeping God, desiring that you want to bless your children, Lord God. And so even today, we welcome the, the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Lord, change our thoughts, change our mindset. And I pray, God, that we would continue to honor you even in the area of handling our finances. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. Alright, this is just meant to uh, just give us actually an introduction. I hope that we will all have the right mindset in having uh, our, our finances. 
Because there's never a question of God wanting to bless us. It's already a given. God wants to bless us. But my question is, do we find this fact or truth in God's Word as a reality in our life today? Or is there a gap? Is there a big discrepancy before, between the truth of God's Word? The Word of God says that He wants to bless us. The Word of God says in Deuteronomy 28 that if we obey, we will be blessed. But if we give our tithes, that you're going to have uh, you know, so much blessings that you will not have enough room to contain the blessings of God. Right? But how do we reconcile that truth of God's Word with our current reality? Is it a process? What do we do in between the wait okay, for, the, for the blessing of God to come in? And so uh, we're talking about money, and so I, I hope that we will have the right perspective. Now, money is not an issue. Maybe if you, some of you are saying, where? Okay. No, it's not an issue. It's a big issue. Okay? <laughs> because we think about finances every day. We deal with things. That require finances. You know, tomorrow when you commute, you will pay the, the taxi fare. You know, if you send your kids to school, you have to pay the tuition fee. You know, this, uh, this coming December, I think we're, we're just about 45 days away from Christmas. And how many of you feel already the Christmas spirit? And so, you know, money is a, it's not an issue. It's a big issue. We deal with money uh, every day. And sometimes... We get worried whenever we look at our finances and say, wow, parang biten. You know, I have more days than money. Hindi pa tapos yung buwan, wala na akong pera. Parang ganun, di ba? And so, sometimes you, you're, you're asking, Lord, tagal pa ba ng sweldo, di ba? You're praying, Lord, I want to receive my paycheck already or my pay envelope. And many times when you receive your pay envelope, you only find your envelope, no more pay, di ba? It's empty, okay? Because... What happens is, you know, it just passes through. It came to pass, di ba? You, you start paying your bills, and it, it's all allocated already, and it's, it's gone in 60 seconds. But anyway, so that's, that's the nature sometimes of finances, but somehow God wants us to have a different perspective about finances. Because really, when you talk about money, money is not the major issue. It's about God being our faithful provider. And when you look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 26, it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. And how many of you have actually worried? Honestly, how many of you have worried in your life? Please raise your hand. Diba? And I mean, we've worried about things. We've worried about the way we look. We've worried about what to wear. Diba? How many of you single ladies worried about the color of the shoes that you will wear in a dinner party? Diba? Para, ano ba susuot ko? Red ba? Brown ba? Yellow ba? Orange ba? Ano ba talaga? Diba? You, you tend to worry about that. Diba? About your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. Diba? What size of waistline you have, the weight that you have, diba? you, look up, you look at your face, oh, naku, meron na akong wrinkles, pabotox na ako, or whatever. And so, so we worry about things. But yet the Bible says, do not worry. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, do not worry. Mukhang worried. Is not life more important than food, Jesus said? And this is red letter. If you have a red letter edition Bible. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Next verse. And we're familiar with this verse. Look at the birds of the air. Ito na naman si Pastor A. Ibo na naman ang pinag-usapan. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, 
your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a worried bird? <laughs> Do you know what a worried bird looks like? Maybe an angry bird, you know what it looks like, right? But I have not seen a worried bird. I've seen angry birds. You know, they're angry against the pigs. But, you know, a worried bird you will never find. Why is that? Because our Heavenly Father feeds them. The Bible says they do not store. They do not plan for the future. All they do is to look at the Heavenly Father and He feeds them. We are more valuable than the birds. Look at the person beside you. You are worth more than a bird. That's why we don't have to worry a bit. Now, I'm not saying that you don't, you know, not work. Okay? I'm not talking about laziness here. The birds early in the morning would wake up and catch that worm. But they're not worried about, baka wala nang worm. Ubus na silang lahat. No, no, no. There's always going to be a lot of worms everywhere, right? But anyway, so the heaven, our Heavenly Father always takes care of them. I, I guess, you know, you've heard me say this. You've never seen in the news as a headline, thousands of birds fall from the sky because of hunger. <laughs> Have you ever seen that news? Any, anybody tweeted that? Or any, anybody who put that on you know, CNN? You know, thousands of birds fall from the sky because of malnutrition. <laughs> Nobody, right? Here's about that. Why? Because God takes care of the birds. How much more us, His people? You know, the way we look at provision really is dependent on our relationship with the Lord. How do you look at God? How do you relate, relate with God? How do you view God? The first type of relationship really is a master and servant relationship. Do you view God only as your master? Because if that's the only view that you have of God, guess what? It's based and founded on fear and control. You're afraid that you know, you, if you might do something wrong, God's going to strike you with a lightning bolt. Baka magalit si Lord. Ingat lang tayo. And if you're like that, guess what? You're always going to be tiptoeing before the, before the presence of God. It's like walking on eggshells before the Lord. A master-servant or a master-slave mentality. It's always looking at, Lord, what can I do? You know, it's based on performance. It's based on you know, just uh, you know, doing something that's always right. What if we do a mistake? Does that mean that we're kicked out of the kingdom of, heaven, of God already? Or the next kind of uh, relationship is the owner-steward kind of relationship. And this is good. We're going to be talking about stewardship next week. But this is not enough. This relationship is based on compensation and rewards. How many of you are working for somebody in your company? You have a boss. Diba? I mean, if you're working for somebody, it's based on an employer-employee relationship. And most of the time, your performance is evaluated, and your increase, your promotion is based on the performance that you've had in the previous years, right? So that's like the, the owner-steward kind of a relationship. It's based on compensation and reward. Yeah, but the more you do overtime, the more take-home pay you have, right? 
But really, what, what, what God wants us to have is a father and a son or a daughter kind of relationship. It's a father to a child kind of a relationship because this relationship really is based on love. A son is an heir. A servant will never receive any inheritance. But a child will receive an inheritance. Amen. And that's who we are before the Lord. That's our relationship before the Lord. And so that's basic. This should be foundational. The way we view our provision is really based on our relationship with Him because He is our Father. He will take care of our needs. Because He is our Father, we don't have to worry. Amen. Because He is our Father, He will open doors for us. Because He is our Father, He will be uh, faithful with the covenant relationship that He has with us. Now, I have three quick points that I want to share with us this afternoon. How can we receive freely? And I'm talking about money here. And I believe that you've prayed for finance. How many of you have prayed for finances? And we all did. We all do. We're doing it, maybe some of you are doing it right now as I speak, Lord, you know, whatever. We're, we're praying for finances. But how can we receive freely? Okay, number one is we're confident we can receive freely because God hears us when we pray. How many of you know that when you pray, God listens and God answers? That's one good point. Before when I was praying, you know, as a young boy, I, I don't know if my prayers would go, you know, past the roof and reach heaven. But now as a believer, I am so confident of the fact that God listens to our prayers. Amen. You know, in, in Acts, uh, sorry, in, why do I keep saying Acts? Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. You know what? When you ask, there's a posture of humility. How many of you have asked for a favor from a friend? If you're asking for something, it requires humility. You know, when we were contacting Mayor uh, Alfred Romualdez, uh, actually it was BJ and Joey who tried contacting him. Basically, the message was very simple. We need help. He's asking for help. And you know, the posture of humility, the posture of you in need of something from the person that is able to help us. That is the nature of asking. And guess what? When you, when you go to God as your father, he is the one who can help us with our needs. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. When you talk about seeking the Lord and you talk about seeking uh, God, Okay, uh, you're talking about seeking His will for your life. You're, t- you're asking, Lord, Lord, what is the perfect will for my life? I'm seeking you. You know, when you're seeking something, you won't stop until you find it. How many of you have lost a uh, set of keys? Okay, you knew you placed it somewhere, but you can't find it. Diba? Or maybe you've left a cell phone in a restaurant. How many of you have done that already? I've done that like several times. And, you know, it was gracious that, you know, every time I go back, it's still there, okay? And yet, I'm in the Philippines, praise God. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> and so when we seek for something, you know, we'll, we're looking for it until we find it, diba? And when you talk about knocking, knocking really is symbolic of persistence in prayer. When you knock at something, you're not going to stop until the door is open. And yet, God is saying, this is how you should relate with me. You know, this set of verses that we have just read is really part of the Sermon on the Mount of Christ when he was talking uh, to his disciples and he was teaching them how to pray. Remember in Matthew chapter 6, the disciples were asking, Lord, teach us how to pray. 
And I, I believe all of us or most of you still remember how, you know, we were taught how to pray the Lord's Prayer, right? Remember the prayer that was taught us? Our Father who? Hallowed. Your kingdom. Your will be. On earth. Give us. Our daily. Forgive us. As we forgive. Lead us not. But deliver us. Amen. So memorize that, right? Very good class, okay? <laughs> and yet Jesus said that is the pattern of prayer. That's not the verbatim kind of prayer that we need to utter like every day, like a repetition prayer. It's a model prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer, but in reality, it's really a prayer of a son or a daughter to her father. That's why when we start our prayer, it's our father, not our master. You get that? It's based on a relationship with God. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. You know, every time my daughter would ask for something, I would, in my power, give it. You know, one time my two daughters were just uh, talking to me and they had an idea. I'm sure they, they probably talked to Shirley about this. Basically, they said, you know what, Dad? I know what to do. Okay? In our next trip, you give, uh, you give us your iPad already. And you just buy a new iPad Air. I said, okay ka, mag- okay ka humingi. Ah. <laughs> Para kami patago. Ah. You know, but for them, it's no problem. They can go and ask confidently and boldly because I'm their dad. You know, they can just come home from school and ask for, for a merienda without even thinking if they obeyed me or not. Because they're children. They're my kids. And they're, you know, they can just sit down with confidence and ask, we want food. We want food. We want food. Without even begging my daddy, my father, would you please, would you please give us some bread? They don't have to do that. They don't have to come and beg me for bread. They can just go and open the ref anytime they want if there's something there. But, you know, and eat whatever's there. That's the nature of our relationship with the Father. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask what? Anything. Anything according to His will, He what? He hears us. But the question is, how do we find out the will of God? Because if you ask in the will of God, you have anything. Wow. How many of you would like to have anything from the Lord? Anything? Yes, anything. But it has to be in the will of God. Now, how do you find the will of God? You have to spend time with Him. You have to know His will. You have to know His heart. You know, for the past 23 years of, you know, uh, being with my wife, I kind of know who this lady is. Kind of know. I live in a principle, very simple principle. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. So I make her happy. And it's a journey for me trying to find out what makes my wife happy. Kumbaga parang, you know, what makes her happy is almost like knowing her will. Parang ganyan. And if you, if you want to relate with God, guess what? You have to find out what makes God happy. 
You know, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 talks about faith. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's why the first, you know, the first, really, the first thing that we do before the Lord is we need to have faith. We need to be bold before the Lord. We need to just trust in Him that no matter what happens, Lord, hindi ako bibitaw. No matter what happens, even if the economy seems to be bad and they're saying we have a good economy, but no matter if we don't feel it yet, it's coming. We know that Christmas is coming. Amen. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, Christmas is coming. Yan. Darating din yan. Ang tanong, Meron pa tayong Noche Buena? <laughs> Meron yan! We need to find out the will of God and the only way to find out is to spend time with Him. He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask. Ask of Him. God is a good Father. Second point. God is a good Father who gives good gifts. I know that this is probably basic, but I want us to just start with this. If you're dealing with finances, you've got to be confident that God is your Father. You know, you know there are times that my, my children would disobey me, and yet, even if they disobeyed, they would still have dinner that night. How many of you know that? I'm not going to tell them, wala kang dinner for three weeks! No! Hindi ko matitiis yun. Even if they disobey, and I'm going to correct them, I'm going to discipline them, and yet they still deserve food on the dinner table. You know, which, verse, five, uh, verse 9, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? How many of your parents here can please raise your hand? Your parents. I'm sure that you will do anything in your, everything in your power to provide for your children. You will do everything in your power to give them the very best. And yet, the Bible somehow compares us. We are imperfect parents. Though we have some evil in our hearts sometimes, we have this heart to, to serve and to, to give everything to our children, how much more our Heavenly Father, who is perfect, we can definitely trust that He will provide. Amen. Provision is never an issue of worthiness. You don't come to the Lord because you've read your Bible today. You don't come to the Lord because, eh, Lord, ah, nag-attend ako ng 5 o'clock service. Ang habang ang mag-preach ni Pastor Eye. But I was there. I was worshiping and I prayed and I gave an offering. You don't come to the Lord because of your worthiness. What if you miss out the service? Does that mean that you don't deserve provision for that week? It's never based on our worthiness. It's never based on your performance. Yet, when you talk about provision, provision is not based on how good we are, but on how good our God is. Amen. That's the reality. And there are times we mess up. There are times we are just stiff-necked. We're hard-headed. We disobey. How many of you sometimes disobey the Lord? Please raise your hand. Talaga? How many of you still sin before the Lord from time to time? Raise your hand. Come on. Be honest. Raise it up. How many of you still have food to eat on your table? Bakit? Do you deserve that? We don't act 
as if we deserve it. But we're grateful that God has been gracious to us despite our unfaithfulness. Amen. And that's the way we do it. That's the way uh, we need to, to, uh, to, to have a heart before the Lord. In James chapter 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. You know, every good and perfect gift, and I'm sure all of you have a testimony. God has been good to us. There are times that you pray and you receive an answer to your prayer. And there are times that you pray and God does not answer to the specific requests that you've made. How many of you can relate with me on that? But guess what? I thank the Lord for unanswered prayers. I thank God that there are prayers in my life that He did not answer. Because if God answered every prayer that I made before Him, guess what? I probably would not be a pastor. I probably would not be standing here before you. I'd probably be not married to this lovely lady right here in front if He answered all my prayers. Because the reality is God knows what's best for us. Amen. You know, if God answered all my prayers, I'd probably be working abroad. I don't know. I don't know what I'll be doing. But I thank the Lord that there are times that He says, yes, there are times He says, wait, and there are times He says, that's not for you, my son. But there's something that's better for you. Amen. Guess what? If you are single here, don't despair. (laughs) Even if you're waiting and you're crying out to the Lord, Lord, and in your dreams, you mention, but yet, hindi pala. Don't despair. God has somebody better for you. Amen. You know, it's, it's amazing. Every good and perfect gift, when God gives you something, it's perfect for you. It's like a match made in heaven. It's not about the money. It's really about grace. You know, some people say that money makes the world go around. Yeah, we need money. But yet, in some instances, you look at yourself and say, I don't deserve this. Why am I getting all this? It's about the grace of God. We can come to the Lord and say, Lord, kaya ako na say, with all my blood, sweat, and tears, I made this. Guess what? You cannot come to the Lord. Like in Deuteronomy chapter 8, God reminded Moses and the Israelites, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced the wealth for me. You know, we can say to God, Lord, it's my ability, it's my connection. You know, we can't be arrogant before the Lord. But he said, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who what? Who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his what? His covenant. It's still based on a relationship. His covenant with us. It's not about our skills. It's not about our galing. All this came from the Lord. Amen. All your connections came from Him. The school that you, you went to has been divinely you know, arranged by God that you will enter that school. I'm so grateful to the Lord that He brought me to be an accountant. If I was not an accountant, I would not have met my wife. By the way, this is not a couple's retreat. Okay? I just keep on referring to my wife. I'm just grateful for the fact that because of the sovereign hand of God, 
He's the one who directed us. Every intricate detail of your life, guess what? God is the master planner. He is the one who orchestrates. He is the strategist. And all we have to do is to rely on Him and trust Him. We can't be arrogant before the Lord. We can say, Lord, I deserve this. I deserve to be blessed. Pinaghirapan ko to. You know, you know pinag, pinagpawisan ko to. What if God suddenly just closed all the pores in your body so that you will not sweat at all? <laughs> ah, pinagpawisan mo ha. Sige, subukan natin. You know, everything comes from God. The fact that we're all here is really the grace of God. We woke up this morning. Some people did not. So by the grace of God, we cannot have entitlement before the Lord. We can say to God, we deserve this. It's all by His grace. We can demand from the Lord, Lord, why are you blessing my brother more than you're blessing me? We cannot demand from the Lord like that. God knows which one to bless according to your ability and according to His plans for us. There's a time that He blessed the one with the five talents, the one with the two talents, and the one with the one talent. But that's fine. But they're all blessed before the Lord. My last point is this. God is a faithful and able provider. He will provide whatever we need. And I hope that we will all come before the Lord and really come to Him as sons and daughters. And I was reminded of the story of the two sons. And this is found in uh, Luke chapter 15. It's not in the PowerPoint or the keynote. But this is the the prodigal son. Remember that story when uh, the younger son went to the father and, you know, he went on to ask, you know, his inheritance. And the father basically gave his inheritance early. And so he went off to a faraway land. He splurged his inheritance. He went to Resorts World and to Solaire and he did all the slots and he, he did, uh, you know, uh, all the, you know, whatever you call that. Okay, so and he, he basically finished his inheritance just like that. And then there was famine in the land and he, you know, he, he realized that he had nothing and he applied for a job to feed pigs. And as he was looking at the, the pigs, he was tempted to eat what the pigs were eating. And he realized, he came to his senses, my father's slaves or servants are better than this. I'm going to go back to my father and ask for forgiveness and tell him I sinned before heaven and earth. Please, hi- please hire me as one of your slaves. He was willing to do that. So he went back to his father. And what the Bible says was this. When he was still far away, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion. He ran to him, threw his hands around him, and he embraced him. That's the reality of a real dad. Amen. His father did not come to him. He didn't come to him condemning him. He just merely embraced him and accepted him. And he spoke to his father. He said, I have sinned before heaven and before you. Make me as one of your slaves. No, he instructed his servants. No, put the best robe on him. Put a ring on his finger. Put sandals, habayanas on his feet. upgrade <laughs> okay? Islander or whatever, okay? 
But yet he was accepted. And then he instructed the servants, okay, kill a fattened calf. Let's celebrate because this son of mine was lost, but now he's found. And so they had a party. The older one came home from the fields and heard about the the party. There was a party. You read that in Luke chapter 15. I think it's verse 29. They were marrying, okay? They were partying. He heard about the noise. And he asked the servants, what's happening here? And the servant said, your brother came home and your dad's throwing a party for him. And the Bible says he refused to go inside and he was angry at his dad. So the father went out and asked him, why don't you join the party? And this is what he said, the older son. Look, he didn't even address him as father. Look, I have been slaving for you all these years, and you did not even kill a small goat for me so that I can have a with my friends. And yet the father told him, Hey, everything I have is yours. All you've had to do is to ask me to, to give you a party, and I will be giving you a party. But this brother of yours, he was dead, but now he's alive. He was lost, but now he's found. That's why we need to celebrate. Did the younger son give, got, get back his inheritance? I believe not, maybe not. But he was still a son. He squandered his wealth. He was a poor steward. We're going to talk about stewardship next week. He lost everything, and yet this son who has everything had the mindset of a slave. My question is, what mindset do we have today? Do we have the mindset of a son or a daughter or a child of God? Or do we have the mindset of a slave? I've been slaving all these years. I've been attending victory for 15 years. I'm attending all the services. Oh, the Tagalog service. The 9, the 11, the 1, the 3, the 5, the 7. I have been volunteering. And yet, did you not even give me one small lichon? <laughs> what mindset do we have as we approach the Father? It's not based on our performance. It's not based on any merit. It's not based on your worthiness. It's based on who He is and how good He is. And the merits of God, it's all by grace. Amen. That's the Father. That's the God that we serve. My God will meet all your needs, not some, everything. According to your merit, according to your performance, according to attending the church. No, according to His glorious riches. Never at all based on us. Not at all. Not based on the past that you have. Not based on your current status. Not based on your future service for God. It's solely based on the glorious riches of Christ Jesus, which He lavishly gave us when He died on the cross. Amen. That's why my final word as we come to a close is this. It's not about the money, but it's really about our gracious God. That's it. When you talk about provision, when you talk about finances, the starting point is having a relationship with God.
enjoying this relationship, relating with Him as our Father because we are His children. And we can come to Him boldly and with confidence, knowing that whatever we ask of Him, when we ask according to His will, He will grant it to us. And this is one last scripture that will hit the home. Or will hit home. Okay? Hit the home. <laughs> hit home. He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also along with Him graciously give us all things? If God the Father did not spare Jesus and give us salvation, do you think He will not provide your monthly expenses? Do you think He will not give us our amortization? Do you think He will not give us our enrollment, our tuition fee? Do you think He will not give us our, you know, our bills, uh, our, our, our utilities? If He spares His own Son, He will also bless and provide for everything we need. Amen. In Christ Jesus. Praise God. We hope you were inspired by that message. To listen to our podcasts on the go, get the Victory Alabang app now. Available in both Apple and Android mobile devices. For church events and updates, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you and stay connected.